And I just want to start off with, uh, I guess a most, more serious topic, but not like a call to arms or not really like, I guess, telling people to do things or the only thing I would ask people to do is get informed from this. Um, but basically, if you don't know what's been going on in South Florida or if you don't know what's been going on in Cuba, uh, just some information for you. This has been the biggest uh, nationwide protest Cubans have had since 1994, I believe. I was born that year. Yeah, same. Uh, 1994, this is the biggest uh, protest they've had since. And they are protesting in specifically uh, their government. So the Cubans, if you don't know the condition that it's been in, it's a third world country, but if you don't know the conditions that Cuba has been in during this whole pandemic, they have been obviously underfed. They've been under uh, vaccinated. They don't have vaccines over there. They don't have access to medication, and the government is not accepting foreign aid. And at this point, Cubans are revolting because not only do they not have access to basic like human rights and needs, um, like having access to food and health care and being able to have a voice and just be able to speak and not get thrown in jail or not get killed for it, they're revolting in, in the entire nation. This is happening in, in over 40 to 45 major towns in Cuba. Thank God. Yeah. Um, and I, I, this is, I think this is important because I feel like a, a lot of Cuba's history for the last 62 years have been tied down to, you know, communist dictatorship uh, regimes. Um, Some and people say it's a crime family. Yeah. That has been holding them back. Legit. It almost feels that way, man. As a Cuban-American, I, I, I guess I don't speak for everybody, but it's one, it's, it's nice to see the people revolt because the only way really Cuba sets itself free is, is from within. Yeah. Um, because at this point, it doesn't look like any foreign country is going to, especially not the United States, is not going to roll in there with their oh, tanks. They will not. They will not. Yeah, the best uh, chance of help that we have is like United States and Sleepy Joe has already doubled down on the whole. Um, I'm good on that. Like we're with them, but we're not with them like that. Yeah. And I guess. Fuck, man, it, it sucks because as a Cuban-American, you you want to do more. And it feels like protesting and, and asking for help and then seeing your people uh, basically being killed and, and and this is what's been going on in 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 cuba right now it's people are going out protesting they're protesting peacefully un, unpeacefully it doesn't matter you're getting you're getting killed in the middle of the street they're taking kids from their from their homes because you have to serve in the military over there it's not optional and since right now it's a national it's a nationwide crisis yeah they're going and taking the kids that have to serve in the military and if they refuse then you're going against the revolution and going against the revolution is tyranny uh, is a is a crime um yeah. it's, a, it's a crime that you could get put in jail for or you could get uh killed for here's here's some myths that people always talk about cuba that as a cuban People need to, to get more information on stuff like this because here's one of the biggest myths that people talk about, which is not true at all. Access to healthcare and the healthcare being good. Those two things are two separate entities. You can have access to healthcare as a nation, and then the question of that healthcare being good are two separate things. Yeah. Cuba does have a communism ec economic system. So. Everybody is entitled to their portion of, of what they have, food, healthcare, etc. 
But if you guys take a look at the conditions of the doctors in Cuba, you would be insanely insulted if you cared for human rights in any way, shape, or form. Insanely insulted by the conditions that these people are are operating under. Yeah, the thing is, a lot of people, they say these things without ever, like, visiting these areas. But I've been to the hospitals in Cuba, and when I tell you that I've legit have been to, I don't know, like bathrooms and truck stops that look better than that shit. Like, I am not fucking kidding you. It yeah. is crazy. There's no air conditioning to start off. There's barely any lights. It's super unsanitary. And with me and with us telling you this, it does no justice until like you, you put it. your eyes on it and you're like, wow, this is crazy that this is like, okay, this is just how this is. Water leaking from the roofs yes, in sir. operation rooms. Yeah. My my cousin just got operated because I still have family in Cuba. My cousin just got operated in Cuba. She had an, an appendectomy, which is uh, removing your appendix. And there was no alcohol. There's no alcohol. What the fuck in a hospital? There's no anesthesia for a lot of like um for a lot of uh like uh procedures and stuff. I, no painkillers either afterwards. I, I forget them, but my mom would tell me there's like a just a certain uh thing that they that like a checkup that they would have to do on women. I, I think it has something to do with like um like something with a gynecologist or like something when you're pregnant. Um, but that they use like a normal practice, like to use like anesthesia down here. But like over there in Cuba, like they, how they call it is sangre fria. They, they do it like no type of anything, just getting to it. And it's, it's upsetting, man. It's upsetting seeing people be for communism as an economic system or seeing people be celebrating the dictatorship as a political system that's going on in, in Cuba, which is just a tyranny. It's disappointing and it's disheartening because people do that from the free world, from, yeah. the, from the United States. People do that and they celebrate these things and they do that from the safety of not having to deal with any of this yeah. or not having to interact with people that have dealt with yeah. any of this. It's so easy to be a socialist in a yep. capitalistic country. Yep. It's so easy to have a voice and say that you want these things when you're just saying these things but you're not really coming up with the solution of how you make these things possible yeah and realistically being a socialist ends up we've tried it a million times being a socialist being a, a communist in these economic systems it's been tried and tested and every single time over 20 million people have been killed yeah. that's a real number yeah and so to what point do we start believing that this is this is something that is, is a true system that's that's the first myth as far as like healthcare. People need to stop with the healthcare in Cuba. It does not have better healthcare than anywhere else in the world. Cuban doctors are trained, they're great, but they go on missions and escape from Cuba. I know. I have Cuba Cuban family. I have yep. Cuban doctors in my family. My entire mom's side of the family are Cuban doctors. I know firsthand what they get paid. I know firsthand what they have to deal with to the point that they have to bike to work because they cannot afford a vehicle. They cannot afford paying someone to take them to work. I know it firsthand. Sad reality. And that's the sad reality of Cuba. So it's not this fucking beautiful painting that you see of Havana and people in old-fashioned cars. It's a tropical gulag. It's for... It's for as stark as it sounds it's like we're we're like you're where people go to die almost and i and i say that like a little tongue-in-cheek because the even though i feel like they haven't done a good representation of showing it but like 
Cubans have a great spirit and they're very prideful, right? And they just have a uh, good energy. Um, I, but even with all that, it doesn't take away from the fact that the conditions that those people are living in on that island makes it a tropical gulag. And the fact that it's taken them so long to do this type of like showing of like wanting in independence is always something that's bothered me. But the fact that it's here, it's amazing. But yeah, like how, how you were saying, don't, don't think, yeah, beautiful Havana this and all this culture and all this bullshit when at, at the end of the day, like it's just really all just fucking bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's it's a it's a misrepresentation about really what's been going on the over there. Man. Yeah, the situation. But like you said earlier, like at the end of the day, it has to it has to come from within. You know, it has to come. It has to come from within that island. And we're here 2021 and it's coming from within the island at this yeah. point, which is great. Another myth that we want to debunk. This is not a protest against the tr how they're they're managing COVID. This is for COVID. This is not a protest around how Cubans, the Cuban government has handled COVID nineteen. This is not at all that. Those motherfuckers are hungry. That's they're, why they're protesting. They're hungry. Yes, they have. They're getting COVID at a high rate. Yes, they're dying at a high rate. But this is the. the it's like what the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. This is the last thing that's finally happening that they're like yo until when until when do we have to suffer like this the thing just is just existing is difficult to do in cuba the thing is now it's like you have a bunch of kids that are coming up in this system that they're so far away removed from like fidel batista the revolution i, I forget the name of these motherfuckers that went out and died at sea they're so far away from that and now they're kind of like, what the fuck is this for? Like, what, like, yeah. what are we kind of doing? Like, 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 what is this? Like, 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 who gives a fuck about Che? About any of, the, of these give dumb me fucks? Food. Yeah, yeah, give, exactly. Give me food. Give me liberty. Give me the normal shit. And two, I feel like social media hasn't helped because, be, like, I, like let's say seven, eight years ago, I wasn't able to keep like a constant communication with a family member. Now, thankfully, with like the the installation of like some gimmicky Wi-Fi networks and stuff like that in Cuba. I can talk to, I've been able to talk to my brother kind of like pretty regularly, but I feel like the introduction of just um, internet over there has kind of shifted things because now they're being more informed. They're seeing more family members are able to talk to them more like, um, you know, regularly. And it just goes to show because the minute those protests started to erupt out there, the first thing they took away from them was internet access. Of course. So they can't communicate with one another, so they can't communicate back here. For everyone wondering why now, why are we seeing this now? It's because of that. Cuba has been basically on its own, on its own island, on its own thing, for really the majority of what I remember until now that you finally have access to the internet, so people see what is happening in Cuba. Yeah. This is nothing new that has gone on. The only new thing is that people are revolting, they're protesting peacefully and again non-peacefully. Whether you think that's right or wrong, I don't. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that that's what's happening. But now we have social media and everyone has a phone or at least people that could afford a phone have a phone and they could shoot what's going on on their camera and they don't have great phones. It's pieces of shit. We're getting fucking images of a toaster really yeah. from Cuba, but at least we could see, yo, this is, this is what's happening. Yeah. They have black berets, which is the Cuban armed forces. They have a uh, red berets, which is another task force of, of the Cuban government out there beating the shit out of people with bas batons or literally with guns killing them and you have and it pisses me off man because you have someone like this piece of shit 
president of Venezuela, go and send troops. Yep. Another dirtbag. Go and send troops into Cuba to continue policing and silencing just protesters that are asking for a change of government. All they're asking for is a change of government. And that's not happening. It, it's just it's just more so than it's it's more so than a change of government. It's a complete change of system. Of you know what I mean? Because if the government was helping the people of Cuba meet the regular human needs, then it'd be okay. But it's to the point where it, it's like a change of government, quote unquote, because it's just like the system that this government brings is completely broken. You like you have a system where killing a cow, if someone catches you killing a cow and keeping the meat for yourself is puts you in jail for longer than if you were to murder another human being like that's just to give you an idea of how they value human life over there in cuba and that's not the cuban people unfortunately that's just the cuban government how they run things yeah and the the worst part is the hypocriticalness of here's the third myth everything is equal in cuba absolutely not no anybody that sits in the government or sits in a political chair or sits in some area of politics in cuba is Definitely well-fed. They're not living in the same conditions as the Cuban people. They're not eating the same food. Yeah. And they're not living the same lives. And now this is a minority of people because it's the government officials. But it's the people that are in control that have... That are actually not living the way that they're forcing people to live. Yeah. And imagine if every day you woke up and you have rations... Of food for a month delivered to you, like milk in a bag or fucking um, uh, uh, ground soy beef, which is you've never had ground soy beef. It's literally disgusting. It is one of the nastiest things you can eat. Well, I didn't even know that was a thing, bro. Fuck that. And this is what people are eating there for a month, and you have to ration it out between your entire family, and you have government officials eating whatever the fuck they want. It, it's a slap to the face. There's still people that are Cubans that believe in the revolution as well. Yeah, those are those are dumb fucks. One thing I, I do want to brainwashed. The one thing I do want to say, if there's anyone out there that like does align with those ideals or like believes in the revolution or in communism, things like that, I want to talk to you, right? Because I want to understand like your point of view and kind of where you're coming from. But I still want to. I'm still gonna smack the shit out of you at the end, <laughs> at the end of it. I'm still gonna listen to you speak, but I'm still gonna smack the shit out of you because you're a disrespectful fuck, and it just needs to go down that way. The thing is, is that most people, and this is us speaking like very, I, I want to say candidly, and it's also trying to be as objective as possible, but also we're Cuban too, and we live in, in South Florida. These are our people that are, are dying in Cuba, and in a way, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, it's so easy to be like, oh yeah, this is the right way to be. Socialism is great. Communism is great. Oh, the, the Cuban uh, government is handling it the right way when you don't live there. Yep. When you have access to fucking internet and yep. a bathroom. Democracy. And, 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 and air conditioning. When you could do yep. it all. And, and if something happens to you, you go to the hospital and you can actually get seen. And it's a different system. So it's so easy and so safe to, to have an opinion like that in such a wonderful country. Which is not perfect. It has its fault, but still, overall, just a great country. At least better than Cuba by a fucking million miles. I don't respect anyone that usually, like, says those things. And the reason being is because, like, like how you said, it's easy to say from the system that we're currently residing here and in the Americas, right? It's fucking fantastic. But go and, like, live it for a second. Yeah. And, 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 like, see and see what's up. And, and tell me if you still... 
believe what it is that that, that you're spewing. No, no one would though. But no one's actually down to, to live the life that you have to live in Cuba. I feel like people that live here in the Americas and say that, they really just say it more so because of human nature. And what I mean by that is yeah. we're always almost like a little bit more inclined to like the new different thing. So it's kind of like they can almost rationalize it because since they've never lived it, they've never been around it, it seems abstract. It's a new thing to them. It's a new concept. They're like, it's just an easy concept to get behind. Like, oh, yeah, like everyone is equal and everyone gets everything and there's everything for everyone. Fuck that. Except put it into fucking practice. It's never it's never executed effectively. It can't be done with somebody at the helm controlling it all that's that's the way it doesn't work because if everything is equal for everyone everyone has to be equal and the reason that doesn't work is because then you still technically need someone to control and manage all this shit and if you have somebody away from the pack controlling and managing then the system's not equal you know like there's just no way to for that to perfectly be put into play and be put into practice yeah humans are biased at the end of the day there's no real way to get this to, to be effective in a, in a system unless you use oppression. And that's really what, what, what's going on. Look, at the end of the day, what's really happening in Cuba is people are revolting against the government. They want to change the government. Should they just want to live regular lives, really, is what they're asking for. They just want to live regular lives. They don't want to dream about coming to America and going to other places. They could do that in Cuba if they were allowed to. They're yeah. just not. And that's why they're revolting. If you haven't been informed, look, honestly, get informed. If you have these ideas, if you have these principles about communism, Marxism, and there's a lot. It, it, like you said, it's very popular nowadays. And it's very easy to do it here in the United States. Too and easy. it's very cool to look like you're informed and you have all this information. Yeah, it's always like the smart, dumb motherfuckers yeah. like that, that are really like in on it and they're trying to like give you the point of like, bro, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. And did you see this on Twitter all the time. Like, oh, you guys are wrong about Cuba, this and that. Take a step back and understand what you're talking about. Take a step back and understand the millions of lives that have been lost because of this. Take a step back and understand that you're also saying that from the United States of America and you're not saying that oppressed in a different country because you wouldn't have access to wi-fi to do so that's what's going on in cuba just wanted real quick to give you guys some information there's a couple of different ways you could support if you wanted to the first and biggest way to actually give support is to be informed yeah to be informed and then anybody that's asking for legislation to move on and to pass through then you vote for them next time they come into the party that's that's what i always say about cuba i don't know if you have any no, closing thing good yeah, that's what I would say about Cuba. Now, on another note, I've recently started this thing called Seventy Five Hard. Have you heard about it? You're gonna you're gonna do that whole thing when you when you told me about it already. Yeah, you're gonna do a whole dance on the podcast. You're gonna you're gonna ask me if I heard about the it. The people don't know if I've asked you. You know, the people don't know if I've told you. So I'm just supposed to look at you and no, you. whatever, do whatever you want. You've already ruined it. But the point is, Seventy Five Hard. If you guys haven't seen it, if you guys haven't heard about it, it's picking up a little bit of pace now but it's been a while uh, around for a while this guy i, I andy frisella uh, his name is not even important i would say but he invented this system about holding yourself accountable every day for 75 days and i want to say that i just started it i'm i'm a weekend this is my seventh day today the system is actually super simple because it allows you to adjust and do what you want and 
it also gives you room to not make excuses. Yeah, for sure. So it's it's real simple. So you work out twice a day. One workout has to be outside. It's 45 minutes each workout. Then you have to follow a diet for 75 days. You cannot take a day off. There's no rest days. You have to do it. You also work out every day. Um, then there's no cheat meals, no alcohol. This one's super big, super important, especially down here in South Florida. I took it a step further. No drugs in general. Nothing at all. That's not water. I won't be drinking, including soda. Not drinking soda. Not drinking Just water. water. Just water. And then you have to drink a gallon of water, speaking of water, every day. And uh, you have to take a progress picture. And you have to read 10 pages a day. Okay. So for 75 days. So if we take a look at, th- at this challenge, right? I think um, people shy away from it. Or people say, oh, no, I'm, I'll do that eventually. Or I'll do that, you know, whenever. I've had to restart my 75 days every day. And that's the thing. I wanted to start it at a certain point. I'm like, oh, no, I'll just, you know, put it off. I'll do this and I'll do that. But then I looked and I was like, one of the things that you read on the 75 hard website is like, I know what you're thinking. You're probably just going to say, oh, I'll do it eventually or I'll get to it. And it then says, that's the reason why you're always getting stuck. Because you're always making an excuse on why you shouldn't do this now. You should do it later. Yeah. And I looked at that and I was like, you know what? The only person I can hold accountable in the room right now to something like this and to shit life in general is myself. Yeah. So I've been doing it for seven days. I like it a lot. And it's simple. But it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. But that's life. Like, I, I enjoy this challenge and I find it nice as a way of, of connecting with yourself again, but also holding yourself accountable because yeah. in 75 days, a lot can happen. Oh, too much can happen in 75 days. You can feel good. You can feel bad. But it doesn't matter. You got to get after it. The thing is that I struggle the most with this 75 hard shit is just kind of like the whole um, food aspect around it. Like, I can yeah. follow a, like a diet easy no problem like i fast like like, that's not that's not like an issue to me like if you're telling me oh we're just gonna eat i don't know a pescatarian diet for 40 days 30 days i'm I'm okay with that right what i'm not okay with is kind of like the the extremeness of like no cheap meals ever and the reason is because i'm just someone that i think to myself too often and too frequently but what if i get hit by a fucking car tomorrow i'm not gonna enjoy a little snickers i'm not gonna enjoy a little ben and jerry's ice cream what the fuck is going on you know so then so then that's when i like break and i'm and i have to and i said like i've had to restart because i'm not following it to the t if i'm having my little snickers and my little thing here and there but it's just so hard for me to break away from that because it's like a it's like a way of like it's like a part of my ideology on, on life on like in terms of like shit goes fast and it goes hard you know what i mean so it's kind of like why would i restrict myself in this moment when i don't like tomorrow in the next hour from now isn't promised but what is promised is this bag of gummy bears i have right here in front of me that's that's kind of like where where i struggle for the most part i can keep it g like for 90 percent of the time it's just on those little moments where I'll have my, like I'm saying, my little Snickers, my little Ben and Jerry's, my little things to, you know, to make me feel whole, to make me feel good. I, I get that. I get that. But part of the reason why I wanted to take on this challenge in the first place, it's really because it, it's, a, it's, it's not a physical challenge because you could do whatever workouts you want. You could even, like, walk for 45 minutes for the outdoor workout. Yeah. It's not yeah. a complicated, complex thing. It's more of a mental challenge. For sure. No, it is. 100,000%. It is literally about testing your 
Yes. Boundary testing where you draw the line on certain things as yeah. far as like yourself and the way you consume and, and see things. Like today I woke up and the first thing I did was read. Yeah. Because I know I have to get it done. Like it doesn't matter what today's happening. It doesn't matter what's going on. I got to get the reading done. Yeah. You so I started off and I read. Then I'm like, I just finished reading. I'm, it's my day off. I'm going to go straight and work out. Why not? Why am I putting this off? And that's what I'm starting to notice like seven days in. I'm starting to notice that I'm just simply not making the excuses that I was making beforehand as far as like why I wasn't doing things or why I wasn't committing to certain things. And our everyday life, I feel us getting stuck or, you know, I feel people like society in general getting stuck on, oh, whatever, I just finished work. There's no way I'm going to do anything. I'm going to watch Twitter. I'm going to get on oh, yeah. Netflix. I'm yeah. just going to take it easy. When, yo, part of life is just living it. You have yeah. to, and you still have to consistently, like, show up for yourself is what I call it. Show up for yourself and go and get it. And it's been seven days, man. The mental games so far are great because I feel like it's, it's tough. But once you mix in the stuff that you like as far as reading, when you're reading shit you like, and then the stuff as far as, like, working out, engaging your body, yo... A hundred percent, it just makes you feel better, and oh, then you yes. give yourself an excuse to do it with seventy-five hard. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's the thing that, like, hopefully you'll find the you'll find yourself in this so much where you won't like seventy-five hard. Is not even what you're thinking about. It's just kind of like this is what I do. Yeah. Now, like you know, this is just how I get down. That that's that's hopefully the goal. Uh, the goal so far is to do that for 75 days and then see what happens after because I just might make it a lifestyle. If it lasts that long, yeah. then you probably will just incorporate doing this in, in your life. Well, but I think you should if you're, if you're like, if you're taking, if you're going and you're putting in the effort for this type of thing, it's like, why else would you do it if it's not like you looking into making these good type of habits, like, like making choices for like the betterment of like my quality of life, Yeah. if not for like, it's potentially uh, making those, making a habit out of making those choices for the quality of your life, you know? Yeah, and that's what I'm leaning towards. But also, like, me and my girlfriend are doing it, for example. So I have, like, an accountability partner. So yeah. she's checking in with me. I'm checking in with her. Like, my diet is not complicated. It's just I'm lowering my carb intake. Mm-hmm. And I'm not drinking soda. I'm not drinking unnecessary sugar. And I'm also not consuming desserts or sugar. Like, if I'm having any sugar at all, it's going to be, like, naturally from fruits. And yo, honestly, it's a lot harder than I initially thought just because dessert is kind of like dope every now and then. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you kind of like built it to in like a little routine. Like I'm sure like um, yeah. like you and your girl, like I don't I don't know, but like there's certain meals that we'll have and then we'll always kind of like go and get like some McDonald's cookies or we'll go and something. get something, you know, something sweet, something, you know. And my, my, my girl's mom is always making like strawberry tiramisu, like all this shit like that. Fancy shit. That is delicious, or they always That's have fuck. like I've ice never, cream. I've never even seen a piece of that ever in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they always have like ice cream, like crazy paletas, just crazy damn, stuff. Damn, damn, yeah, man. yeah. Good for you, brother. Good for you, man. I'm, or my mom will be making flan every day. Yeah, you see, that's crazy. Man. Which is a delicious Cuban custard, and I, I haven't touched it. I'm not even near it. Like yesterday, I, I we were gonna eat out because we just didn't have time. Because I'm also trying not to eat out, but we were gonna eat out because we didn't have time, and I got Chipotle. But I just got, a, like, a salad, basically. I mixed, like, lettuce, a bunch of corn, tomatoes, all this yeah. shit, and steak. And that's it. So it, it could be simply to... It's simple to adapt to your life. Yeah. But it's not easy, though. Oh, After that Chipotle, I was like... What the fuck is happening now? That's it? 
Yeah. That we're not doing anything else? Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. After this salty-ass Chipotle, I drink water and I shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. And that that's really... And also, my mentality on life is, is very similar to yours, which is, like, you never know what's going to happen. So, take every day, you know, be grateful, do what you got to do, don't make excuses, and have a little cookie every now and then. You know what I mean? So, don't, don't take life too seriously. Come on. But fuck, man, this challenge is honestly just... For me, can I prove to myself that no matter what, I could get it done? And that's really what this challenge is about. And if you guys haven't seen it, check it out. 75 hard. You can look it up. Look up the rules. And people have had, honestly, amazing physical changes from this. Yeah. You could see it on the website. You could see it from maybe your friends that have done it. You can see it from me. If you follow up with um, with Franchise Audio, I'll post every week. I'm not, like, really doing it to engage with social media. But on Franchise Audio's Instagram, you'll see me post my progress as i finish the week day seven i'll upload today um but just something so you could think a little different do a little different if you're not learning if you're not growing what are you doing and that's really what this podcast is about how much uh i'm a, it's a it's an ongoing uphill battle for me in 75 hard uh, i'm i'm almost at a point where i'm ready to kick the sweets um for good but i'm not like there yet i'm not gonna lie when we had did because uh, we had done that uh, challenge with the boys but like it was, I think it was a 10-week challenge, like getting right. It was so easy for me to do it then because it was what was fueling me a lot was just the fact of like, oh, these motherfuckers aren't gonna get these, these motherfuckers aren't gonna be the only sexy motherfuckers in Miami. I'm gonna get sexy too. But now that we don't have that going on anymore, it's like it's just it's hard for me to want to just really do it for me. Well, there's a couple of the boys that are doing it. I'm not gonna mention names. There's a couple of people. Yeah, that are going 75 hard. They're on day six and five. Who? It doesn't matter. What do you mean? Does it matter? There's a couple of people. There's a couple of people. Is Polo one of them? Polo's one of them. Adrian. Adrian might be. That's it. Yeah, there's Polo and Adrian. Yeah. Going hard. But the point is... Nah, is Adrian's that a piece of shit, though, so who cares? Also, you, you get your friends involved, and it's something like, you know, it's something different you guys can do together. My girl, for example, doesn't like physically reading. She doesn't enjoy picking up a book. A lot of people don't enjoy picking up a book yeah. and reading through it. You can't read audiobooks. Don't adjust the challenge. The challenge tells you don't adjust it. Yeah. Just follow it. Because whatever excuse you're telling yourself to not do something, once you come over and cross that bridge of doing it, you realize how possible it is. So she doesn't like uh, uh, picking up a book and reading through it. So she likes listening to audiobooks. A lot of people like listening to audiobooks. But now she's getting in the habit of picking up a book and physically going in, focusing on what she's doing and reading it. But does the challenge say book? It just has 10 pages, right? 10 pages of a book nonfiction. Of a book nonfiction. Oh, because what I was thinking, too, is like, I guess it's tailoring a little bit, but she can always just go and read, like, because she likes cooking and shit, so she can just always go online and read, like... As long as it's nonfiction. Yeah, news, I mean, not not news articles, but articles on, like, cooking and all this, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to... Fucking, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing what the what the guy really wants more than anything is, yeah, just you to read yeah. 10 pages worth of content of, like of nonfiction. Yeah, yeah, that's going to help. That's going to just informational. That's going to help you in some way, shape, yeah. or form. She does have Anthony Bourdain's, like, world travel book. Like, that stuff is fine. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. yeah you know. Yeah, like, a world travel book? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. From pl- different places he's eaten and recommendations and everything that he's made. She has that book, and that's fine, too. But she's getting in the habit of reading. Like right now, she's reading Your Mind on Plants, which is a book I was going to recommend to people in the podcast. If you guys haven't read it, it's it's from a, a doctor that studied the psychology of our mind on plants. So opium, 
uh, marijuana, caffeine, and their different effects and adverse effects on us. Yeah. And why the government has the view that they have on certain medications. So it's a pretty fascinating yeah. book. So she picked it up just because, oh, shit, I need something to read. I'm reading something called Extreme Ownership. Fucking amazing book, which ties somehow coincidentally directly into what I'm doing. Yeah. Holding myself myself accountable every day into yeah. what I could control, which is me. I can't control yeah. the world around me, but shit, I can control myself. Yeah. And so just a little challenge for you guys. If you guys haven't been, you know, kind of nagging down, just laying it low, take a look at this challenge. Why not? You know, progress a little yeah. bit. Jay's for sure jumping on sometime this week when he eventually kicks the sweet diet. Yeah, no, I just gotta kick the sweet diet. Um, and then I guess ramp up the workout. What I think I'm gonna do is, um, this is this is myself. Right? You have a home gym here and everything. That's what I'm saying. I can get right there, but the whole working out twice, I just don't have. I don't want to say the time. Like if I'm doing the Rock Johnson, but it's just kind of like. At least for me, who the fuck wants to be working out twice a day? So I'm just going to keep doing my 100 push-ups a day plus my original workout. And I'll let the 100 push-ups be the second workout and some facet, you know? You can walk 45 minutes. I walk with my chick. We talk about life. We talk about our goals. We talk about whatever. And we usually, in 45 minutes, cover like two to three miles. You know, I do need to walk the dogs. You walk the dogs. Yeah. A lot of people walk their dogs. My, my chick the other day went with her family and walked the dogs for 45 minutes. You do it. Everybody has the same amount of time, 24 hours. Kobe Bryant had the same amount of time, became a legend in the game of basketball. No, yeah, but if they were paying millions of dollars, I would have done everything Kobe was doing uh, just the same. I promise you. Yeah, if you're going to pay Usain me Bolt like wasn't paid a dime for 20 years. Usain Bolt? Wasn't paid a, a quarter, a nickel. Yeah, but I mean, that's just kind of like for the love of the game, a little, a little psychopath. Uh, for no. the love of yourself. No, yeah, I mean, maybe... Maybe. Listen, if I ran as fast as he ran, I'd run all the time, too. No, but I know, I, I know what you mean, but it's just, uh, you know, don't, just, just don't throw the Kobe one at me because it's just kind of like, yeah, motherfucker, if you were paying me millions, I'd do it, too. I'm not going to throw the Kobe one at you. But anyway, the point is, is that proving to yourself anything is possible. Yeah. And as always, anything is possible. And this is what this podcast is about. Just showing it to yourself, making you believe a little bit more every day. This has been Franchise Audio. I'm your boy, Eddie. This is Jay. Thank you for tuning in. I know you didn't ask me what book I'm reading, but I'm reading a book on Karma Sutra. So thank you guys. And Wait, you're reading day. a book? What do you mean? You're reading the Karma Sutra? I, I like to dibble and dabble in it from here and there. It's like a, I like to think it's a book I'm going to read for the rest of my life. I'm trying to do things in the bedroom that haven't been done by many men. I wanted to say SOS Cuba at the end of this, but... Say it. SOS Cuba.